Okay, with Max Francis from the UK, he uh, did a documentary short film uh, called Green Fingers. Uh, I would call it like an art documentary. It's got a really kind of cool narrative to it. Uh, Max, this was done at Middlesex University, correct? That's where I studied. Is that where you, is that where the film was made? It was it was a film school project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So what was the like? What are you are you still there? Or are you are you you graduated already? That was my final year project. So I just graduated, uh, and I'm kind of going into freelance sound right now. How's that going for you? Good. Yeah. Uh, I I started um, engineering a podcast uh, with a the marketing lead at Google and kind of just building connections and getting a network and portfolio sorted really. So tell me about the narrative. Okay. So the, the narrative of the environmental film, uh, you kind of follow this, the, the, you're in, you're in the UK, you kind of follow this gentleman in the beginning. Uh, what are you, what are you kind of trying to say in this documentary? What's sort of your thesis statement? I guess uh, when I started, I wanted to like, show a different side to climate activists when I saw like of the right wing news outlets in the UK, they frame, uh, they, they invite uh, activists on and it seems quite confrontational. Uh, and I, I understand the function of that, but I wanted my film to function as uh, to show the reason why activists are doing it kind of their humanity in that yeah they're not they're not trying to pull full pull fast one on on society i guess right yeah uh so i i mean i i kind of tried to find participants who were quite entertaining to the audience and yeah. uh i hope that their personas their i mean that their, their little quirks would help the audience relate and uh em- the activists i guess so yeah, I just want I want to get to that in a second, but I want to touch on something you were talking about the right new, uh, wing news outlets. Uh, this is the North American perspective. So the only we've heard a lot about the UK media through through Harry and Meghan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but I'm not, I think <laughs> I'm you probably know more about that than me. I'm, no, but it's sort of like 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 I'll give you an analogy. So in the United States, there's like the like Fox News, which is like heavy right kind of propaganda, kind of like america first kind of ideology and then there's like liberal kind of um stations like msnbc and basically kind of the other side and then i guess like usa today or even US, uh, cnn tries to hit the middle tries to be partisan mm-hmm. what's the uh the media climate in the uk is there is it kind of the same like that i'd say in terms of climate activists they're all quite uh similar in their approach i like i i'd say uh some of the wing like gb news they're more a lot more confrontational towards the activists but there's always that that um i don't know that that um relationship between the reporter and the activists if you get what i mean where the where the yeah. reporter is is trying to explain the views of the the people who are affected by the activism uh and i i decided in my documentary to kind of focus more on how the activists feel about their activism, I guess, and so their perspective. No, gotcha, gotcha. I was just, I was just curious about like, because it's sort of like it's uh, obviously we've heard a lot about the UK media with Brexit and like how they want to 
be an island on their own, just like kind of the, the, that kind of like where we care about the UK first kind of mentality, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. and then kind of like jobs, like these climate activists kind of like hurt jobs. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm you giving bullet points, right? But it's like, so that they're going to be antagonistic towards them in the interviews, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And um, I spent quite a lot of the summer before I started working on the project, uh, looking at how they were portrayed in the media and kind of w- working out what I, I, kn- I knew I wanted to do something about environmentalism. And I like the first thought is like, I'm going to do a documentary about climate activism effects. Uh, I mean, that's not how it should turned out, but that was the kind of aim to kind of put across more of the uh, emotion um, to drive the story instead of instead of facts and uh, having a more uh, explanatory documentary. Gotcha. All right. So then let's talk about the subjects in the, in kind of the, you got the peace protest and, and in your documentary as well. So how did you kind of tackle it? Did you kind of write a script first about like what you wanted to say in the documentary or did you just go out and interview people and kind of figure it out in editing? (laughs) It's absolutely no, no script at all. Uh, (laughs) I, I knew uh, my first participant who comes from rural Wales, I, I, I knew him uh, like as a family friend. And um, I sat down and talked with him, kind of got to know his activism looked like and what he was aiming to leave, uh by that. And because he has this strange um, conflicting viewpoints as, as a, he's a bin man uh, and an activist yeah uh, and he sees the rubbish being taken away and he sees that as uh almost that is being like the the crime is being hidden from the people and he's facilitating that uh which i thought is a really great place an interesting participant to start with uh, i mean the other one i i just had a whole year of trying to um contact uh activists to protests and um yeah i guess i guess the whole narrative is framed around my year of kind of talking and filming activism yeah so then what did you so you went out to just kind of like uh how did you find these kind of like protests and the this these these uh these these artists or these musicians that you kind of shot where did you just kind of like walking down the street and you, you, you ran into them? Like, I was just, I'm just curious, like, how did you kind of find them? No, um, they're all very accessible and friendly. Uh, and I'm, in, uh, you can quite easily get onto a group chat and kind of get involved with these uh, protests. So I, I in these groups and there was things happening every day. And I kind of, maybe at some point I felt a bit like I should be out there more. Um, so it's quite stressful like uh because every day something new is happening it's really uh something artistic and really interesting and i i mean it's a great um part of british culture at the moment i think the climate activism side so um yeah just i a message on one of these group chats and that's how inky one of my participants who i did a one-on-one in uh how how i got to know him Mm -hmm. uh and also just going to these events taking a camera and sitting down with people 
were most people accommodating talking to them like do they want to be on camera yeah 100 percent. uh that's the reason they were there and i think they enjoyed my presence and kind of what i was aiming to do i'd kind of explain my motivation and what i wanted to get from them like in terms of uh big uh, reasons why they were on the street um and yeah, yeah they uh, want to be heard. I, I, like they're, I, they're, they want to be heard. So there's not they they don't care about being filmed or yeah. talked uh, talk to on the camera. I guess. Yeah, and they they really uh, were great at developing a rapport with. I remember there was one question I asked someone. Uh, I mean, it was kind of for for me to say to them because I was filming, but it was like, do you regret? Like, do you think you're doing enough? Uh, I think that was, I was worried to ask that, but they were very understanding and, and I got a great answer um, from everybody I talked to, basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how many days did you did you film for? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, there's a whole artistic element that frames all of these protesters yeah, exactly. and that was done towards the end. There's a lot of shooting days and all the kind of card things were made by myself. So that, that took a long time as well. Um, but I, I think on the protest side, most of the footage you see uh, is one or two days um, of shooting. Just me deciding this is the event I'm going to go to uh, and taking my camera. I, sometimes... I mean, I went to Fishguard uh, like twice because I lost my footage. <laughs> yeah. You lost uh, your footage? I, I did. How did that happen? It was, uh, I was, it was on a drive uh, and through uh, kind of a, a mistake. I, I, it was on a shared drive and it was mistakenly deleted. Uh, so, I, but I, like in hindsight, it was probably one of the best things that happened because it was the start. It was um, buzz in Wales. And when I went back, it was after filming everything else. So I knew uh, kind of what was going to come after. And yeah. it really helped me like in what I wanted to ask him and how I wanted to set up the rest. If you get what I mean. Yeah, no, exactly. So then it was kind of like you, you almost had to start fresh in a sense. Yeah. And uh, I, I was struggling on the edit for quite a while. <laughs> All the, my course mates would just know that I was instantly always in the edit room, just trying to trying to work out what I was going to do with all this footage. Um, so, yeah, so tell, how, many, how many hours of footage did you shoot? Uh, I When you're on set, like particularly documentary, you just keep it rolling, really. So I had a lot of hours of footage i don't know specifically because i just took because i i was also so the i knew also what i shot and what i wanted to put in once i came back from the shoot yeah uh i must have sh shot i mean 60 70 hours i i guess i presume <laughs> Oh wow! So you like so you, you didn't really have kind of a loose idea. You, you kind of a, you knew what you wanted to talk about, but you didn't really have like a cohesive narrative that you were 
to kind of nail down your 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 uh, your footage, right? You kind of, it's almost like you're kind of like making the film like on from scratch, yeah. I guess, from the basis of like you're you're not you know what I mean? Like you're it seems like you were just yeah. kind of figuring it all out in the editing room. Yeah, I like I really like the kind of process I found in this documentary of just experiencing a topic and then forming something around it. Uh, like all the artistic, uh, uh, all the calls to the audience and I mean, the graphics, the st- statistics at the end, uh, that was, yeah. And so whilst I was doing this project, I was studying, I was learning about, about free and kind of how I could apply that to my film and documentary really gave me that, um, creative freedom throughout the process to change whenever I, whenever I thought it was better. Uh, and, and, you know, it made, I think it made me a lot more proud of the outcome of my film. Yeah. That's so interesting. Okay. So tell me about, okay. So tell me about like the, how long did it take for you to kind of, did you have like, was it like a light bulb in your head one time in editing where like, you kind of like finally figured it out? Like, when did you kind of, like how did you kind of like the process was that you're just going through the footage and you're just kind of like grabbing good stuff. But when did it, when did the kind of like the narrative in the story itself finally hit you? Uh, There's like a series of different um, light bulb moments, I guess. Cause I, I didn't, I knew I wanted to frame it under a kind of symbol. Um, And I mean, then the can came to me as kind of like this, because every every object has a sort of connotations, and uh, I really resonated with the can because it's sort of it's consumerist, but it's also um, kind of I, I I'm trying to think of the word what it's um dystopian almost. Yeah, uh, and kind of framing that and putting it um, in in a contrast between the protesters uh, who display a lot of emotion in this can, which has rigid graphical design. Um, I, I had that that moment uh, kind of slowly. It slowly developed into what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do it when I started. Like there was no uh, one moment where I thought this is exactly it. Uh, I slowly came to what I eventually made. Yeah. I don't, it's almost like you're like, well, it seems like you are, this was a one man show. So you didn't really have anybody to bounce kind of like your kind of, thoughts thought process with i guess right like it seems like you shot everything you edited everything did you have any help at all yeah yeah i uh there's other people who helped me i think um a lot of throughout the definitely the pre-production uh and the production uh i was talking like with my close friends my family about the project where i wanted to go with it mm-hmm. um and i got quite a lot of practical help filming uh like the graphics uh but uh, i mean it was quite solitary in terms of the creative uh input was uh me and i i like that cuz it is it makes it more existential i think 
and and pushes it to exactly the the like climate anxiety I feel, and it it, it pushes it in a lot more insular direction. Yeah, Uh, it, especially the the art art parts of of the documentary. But at the same time, you were like you made the film, like you shot the footage, you edited the footage. You were like from a collaborative creative standpoint, you kind of did all the all the elements of of the of the filmmaking process, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely had help on some of the shoots, like in terms of uh, like camera operators. Uh, runners making sure that I can keep on shooting on, on location. Um, but yeah, there was definitely some, for instance, the uh, Just just Stop Oil protest, the one where they're all on the floor glued. I went out there alone. Uh, I had to like, contact and stay the night because uh, they were they were starting this protest in the morning. Uh, and that, that was very solitary because I didn't even have a phone. I had no way of contacting anyone. Um, you didn't have a but, phone but in, the participants in the 21st century you didn't have a phone <laughs> yeah uh, they there was like basically certain uh, places where the, the protesters stay and then obviously in the morning they go out and protest uh, okay. so I basically stayed with them uh, and got to know them the night before before which is very helpful. It gave the, I get, I think it gave me a lot more of a rapport sure. with them. They had an emotional attachment towards you. They, they trusted you. So then you're able to, to get, to get some good footage because of that, I guess. Yeah. I think also like what's really great about, um, about developing a rapport, like is the ground with them for a lot of the protest uh yeah. in terms of because they're all sitting down i was never uh kind of i i felt that i got to that eye level and that was that was great so what did you uh so and just did this a little uh in the blog interview you kind of teased that this film you stopped eating meat after making this film is that correct <laughs> yeah so it was during the pre-production i i stopped eating meat I would like to say I I've never really been a fan of meat, so it wasn't really too much of a, a big deal for me. Yeah, uh, I definitely haven't looked looked back really. Yeah, my wife is a vegetarian, so therefore I became a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, oh, but nice. in a way, yeah. like I I eat meats like when I'm out in the out and about in the world, but uh, it kind mm-hmm. of uh, soothes your body. Like it, it, but my body really liked being a vegetarian it was like it, my body was like yes more of this more of this less meat yeah i think i yeah it, it, i feel the same way like um i feel a lot more better in myself i i was doing kind of what you're saying and going out and eating meat so I, I never i didn't have meat regularly at home yeah uh but yeah now and now i just i just enjoy enjoy some vegetables they have great textures <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's, it's 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 interesting so okay so what did you think about uh the north american audience watched your your film they commented on it what did you think about what they had to say about your film yeah no i was i was really happy with what they had to say i felt they really uh kind of connected emotionally which is at the end of the day what i was true because uh, uh, i mean everybody sort of knows the climate change um yeah. and I, I love how they talking about warhol 
uh, and they made specific references, especially to the my starting participant who. I felt that they really were engaged by the participants in the documentary. And yeah, I was very happy with how that turned out. <laughs> oh, great. So, so you what? so you, you said you're working now, uh, the, the job, are you going to be making, but are you going to be making more documentaries films or narrative films? Like what's your future as a filmmaker? Uh, yeah, I, I really hope to be in the industry as a, I, I mean, I'm very passionate about documentary and I, I want to make more I think I I'd like to make it with somebody else uh or have a, more, a bit more of a team okay yeah I, I like the function of me just doing it on my own this time but you know yeah that's how you grow <laughs> I, I can expand yeah because you, you yeah. start collaborating your cameraman's gonna find stuff certain shots that you you'd ever thought yourself and then in editing mm -hmm. you could bounce ideas off of people yeah totally uh yeah and i'd like to have creative input on projects even if that's purely on the sound department yeah sounds a, a department to work in and the equipment's very interesting yeah, that's a great point. Well, I guess that's what you're doing now, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, all right, that was awesome. So, why don't I? I, I actually would love to see what you do next in your in your in your, uh, in your documentary filmmaking career. I know you're working hard now in your day job, but uh, hopefully, we'll talk again when you make your next film. This was like a for a student project. This was this is extraordinary. You can tell that you put a lot of care and time into making it. Like it wasn't just you didn't like. You didn't do a hack job. Let's put it that way. I, I think that every every frame in your film means something to you. So you you can tell in the film when you're watching it yourself too. Oh, great! Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely probably be around doing something. Uh, <laughs> not sure what, but thank you. That means a lot. All right, man. We'll talk. Let's talk soon. Yes. All right. Goodbye. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel. Shlemazel. Hasn't been incorporated.